Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. Not long after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary adhered to three Jewish ceremonies. Circumcision, performed on the eighth day for all male children. Purification from childbirth for Mary, 40 days after her son's birth. And consecration of the firstborn in the temple, in recognition that the firstborn son belongs to the Lord. Let's scrutinize this story from the infancy narratives along with theologian pastor Dr. Ralph F. Wilson. We sometimes forget that Jesus was born into a very Jewish family that kept all the Jewish laws blamelessly. In our attempt to universalize Jesus, we must not make the mistake of isolating him from his cultural context. I'm reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 38. Meeting Simeon and Anna in the temple. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant with peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. As clear as it may seem, we sometimes forget that Jesus was born into a very Jewish family that kept all the Jewish laws blamelessly. In our attempt to universalize Jesus, we must not make the mistake of isolating him from his cultural context, as the Apostle Paul observes. But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law. In this passage, we get a glimpse of three Jewish ceremonies. One, circumcision, performed on the eighth day for all male children. Two, purification from childbirth for Mary, 
40 days after her son's birth, and 3. Consecration of the firstborn in recognition that the firstborn son belongs to the Lord. We'll look briefly at these, but our main focus needs to be on Simeon and Anna, their devotion to the Lord, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice, and the words of Simeon's prophecies. Verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. We caught a glimpse of John the Baptist's circumcision ceremony in chapter 1, verses 59 to 66. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision on the eighth day after birth represents placing the sign of the covenant upon each male child which becomes part of the nation. At both John's and Jesus' circumcisions, naming is mentioned. Circumcision may well have been performed by the village rabbi. Edersheim notes that a benediction would have been said before the circumcision and the ceremony closed with a prayer over a cup of wine. But in our passage, only Jesus' naming is mentioned, and Luke notes he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. His name, Jesus, Hebrew Yeshua, means, as mentioned before, salvation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The text refers to Mary's purification from childbirth in verses 22 and 24, skipping for a moment the parenthetical verse 23, which refers to Jesus' presentation. I'm reading 22 and 24. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. After childbirth, mothers were considered ceremonially unclean for a period of time. The law reads, this is Leviticus 12, 2 through 6, and then verse 8, A woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days, just as she is unclean during her monthly period. On the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. Then the woman must wait 33 days to be purified from her bleeding. She must not touch anything sacred or go to the sanctuary until the days of her purification are over. When the days of her purification for a son or daughter are over, she is to bring to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. If she cannot afford a lamb, she is to bring two doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her, and she will be clean. 
The sacrifice for her cleansing was to be offered on the fortieth day at the Nicanor Gate on the east of the court of the women. Women who live far from the temple might not even attend the purification ceremony in person, but since Bethlehem is only about six miles south of Jerusalem, Mary and Joseph come to the temple for two ceremonies, Mary's purification and the presentation of their firstborn. Because of their poverty, Mary brings a pair of young pigeons or doves as her sacrifice. That was all the family could afford. The third ceremony mentioned in this passage is the redemption of the firstborn. I'm reading from verses 22 to 23. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. To understand this ceremony, we need a little background. The early Hebrews believed that the firstborn male of humans and animals belonged to the Lord. They were consecrated or holy. Consecrated or holy in verse 23 is the Greek adjective hagaios, pertaining to being dedicated or consecrated to the service of God. In the cultic sense, dedicated to God, holy, sacred, that is, reserved for God and God's service. Firstborn animals were sacrificed, but in the Old Testament, Yahweh is very clear that the child sacrifice practiced by the surrounding pagan religions is abhorrent to him. In the Exodus, the firstborn sons of Egypt were killed due to Pharaoh's stubborn refusal to let the Israelites go. But the firstborn of the people of Israel are passed over because of the Passover sacrifice made by each family. I'm reading from Numbers 3, 11-13. The Lord also said to Moses, I have taken the Levites from among the Israelites in place of the first male offspring of every Israelite woman. The Levites are mine, for all the firstborn are mine. When I struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, I set apart for myself every firstborn in Israel, whether man or animal. They are to be mine. I am the Lord. For the firstborn of non-Levites, a redemption price of five shekels was paid. The redemption price was a way of supporting the priesthood in their priestly service to God. The ceremony consisted of the formal presentation of the child to the priest, accompanied by two short benedictions, the first one for the law of redemption, the other for the gift of a firstborn son, after which the redemption money was paid. But the presence of Jesus in the temple on this occasion is curious. Since the presentation and redemption could be made to any priest, and not just in Jerusalem. Nor is the redemption money mentioned in this account. Perhaps instead of being redeemed, Jesus is presented in the temple for God's service, in the same way that Samuel was presented before the Lord in his mother Hannah's words, So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. For Samuel 128. Next, the story moves to Simeon and Anna, who just happened to be in the temple at this time. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it. Nutritionists recommend it. And customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. 
Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calatrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calatrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.